You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, a, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. And Paul Dotino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step, step. All right, welcome into One Giant Step. It's game preview weekend here, week two of the NFL and the Giants with a visit out to Arizona that before the year felt a lot easier and a lot more comfortable than it does right now. I'm your host, Sean Morash, joined by our guest, Pat Leonard, New York Daily News talking ball podcast pack good to have you bro what's going on sean great to be here i mean i'd rather have some points behind the first game and behind me to talk about but uh you know season's underway at least let's say that yeah yeah pat don't look at my twitter at mentions because if i get 40 nothing tweeted at me one more time i'm going to absolutely burst so real quick because you've been or before we spin ahead to arizona you've been around the team all week long i mean there's no way around it that is the worst opening day in New York Giants history, certainly of my lifetime, one of the worst regular season games in New York Giants history uh, to have that be the way the season starts compared to the way the season started last year. It just feels like an absolute gut punch. And I've seen the quotes from Dexter Lawrence this week. Obviously they had the scary on the field incident with uh, Amani Aurorio yesterday as well. I, yeah. I mean, what do you feel about this team's mindset? Forget injuries and everything else. Uh, is it devastation? Is it we're better than this? Like, How does the team feel this week? Uh, Saquon Barkley said that he was pleased with how the players looked on the field at the Wednesday practice, the first practice of the week. He said that uh, guys were kind of putting their heads down and doing the work. It wasn't like everyone was still shell-shocked. But I do sense that, you know, talking to guys throughout the locker room, I think there's a feeling right now of, okay, we can try and say, Let's throw that in the trash, and that's not us, and we have to put our heads down and work. But starting in Arizona, San Francisco, and on, we can set a new tone. We know what we need to correct, that kind of thing. But there is something hanging in the air, Sean, and particularly, I think, with the offensive line and also yeah. with Dable's failure to pull Daniel out of the, the game. There's just some of these questions lingering about, well, wait, what exactly are we doing here? That the players aren't, they're not asking those questions to me, the reporter, but you can just feel this sense of unknown. Like, where are we going from here? Who are we? They don't really know that yet. Yeah, and, and it's totally fair. And obviously every season is a new season. 
But here's the issue. When the offensive line looks as incompetent as it did on Sunday night, yeah. at worst, this offense, which is it, we got to the point where the offense could at least function, right? It wasn't pretty all the time. They weren't developing big plays down the field, but scheme and system, they found a way to have a functional offense. Yeah. Beyond the first drive of running the ball, this team could not drop back and throw the ball last night, uh, Sunday night. And I know that Dallas brings that pass rush, and I know that it was one of the rare elite matchups the Giants faced last year, but it somehow looked 20 times worse. I mean, remember, they? I know Richie James scores a garbage time touchdown last year. They were in basically one possession games with Dallas each, each game last year, and this was not even a contest. They got behind in this game and could not come back. So I think that's just what's more alarming to me is how could the same collection of guys, in essence, besides the center, look worse? It really is a jarring realization when you look at it, Sean, and you know, I am really worried for the Giants in Arizona, despite the fact that the Cardinals have a bad team because Andrew Thomas is hurt. And even though he said the doctors told him the MRI show nothing alarming in his hamstring, he admitted it's painful and he admitted he has to think about and he is thinking about, well, I need to be ready for the 49ers the next week on Thursday night. So that does that color whether I play in the game against the Cardinals when you look at that Dallas game, there's so much to correct. You don't even know where to start. I start with Mark Lewinsky, the right guard. Oh. You could start somewhere else. But to me, Sean, this is one of those things where you sign a guy last offseason, and because he's your big money signing in a year where you didn't have much money, and because the rest of the line's been so bad for so long, it's almost you tell yourself as a Giants fan, as a Giants front office member, as Joe Shane, that okay, we're fixing one piece here. Now let's go do another one. And Glowinski, the reality was he's not, he was not very good in his first season with the Giants. He just was better than what they had had at times. Uh, but you right. think about Kevin Zeitler had having been there. Is he better than Kevin Zeitler? He isn't right now. And he was a complete turnstile in that game against the Dallas Cowboys. And so, Sean, when you say this offensive line looks incapable, it's not just how bad they looked at Dallas. It's if you're Brian Dable sitting in the room with a blank whiteboard right now making your starting five, who are you writing on the board? Right. Which is remarkable when you consider, and I know obviously the Andrew Thomas injury we're going to get to in a second. Forget before he got hurt. You have one of the best left tackles in football. And at, at least average at best, Ben Bredesen wasn't the problem the other night. John Michael Schmitz's snaps I thought were erratic, but other than that, he showed all right. It's funny that when you're trying to pencil in the pieces, like it shouldn't be that bad because when you start counting it up, it's not like all five deals are absolute holes, but that right side of the line, it might be the most unplayable side right now. And I almost feel for Evan Neal in many ways. It's only his 14th game. Um, yeah. You know, clearly something's off there, but there's also something to the chemistry part. If your right guard that's right next to you is absolutely unplayably awful, it ain't going to help the right tackle when you start to try to work in a cohesive unit. It's almost like Lewinsky is further hurting the development of Evan Neal. No doubt. And two interesting things that have come out of this week so far. Lewinsky was asked if the if he played enough with John Michael Schmitz and Evan Neal in camp and in the preseason, because you remember they had the rotation yeah. at guard with Josh Azudu and Ben Bredesen. Mark did not say yes. <laughs> Let's put it that right. way. He clearly intimated that it was not ideal that he was playing often with the second string. Now, obviously if he had played better then he would have been with them. So that's that. Right. Exactly. But then as far as Evan Neal goes, I've talked to some people in the league who are watching him right now, who say to me, Sean, this guy's a left tackle. Like, even though he played some right tackle, 
right. in college at Alabama that they think he was better on the left and that they think that if he were to be moved to the left or ends up on another team playing the left, that he would look like a better player. Now, I asked Brian Dable directly this week, you know, if Andrew Thomas isn't playing in Arizona, will you play Evan Neal at left tackle or consider that? And he said, no, we would not consider that. We consider a lot of things we would not consider that. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind, but obviously yeah. that doesn't help anybody right now because True. he's got to play on the right for the Giants, right? Yeah, I, and by the way, I actually defend Dable on that too because, look, people around the league could say that, and that might be the truth. Maybe long-term he is better suited as a left tackle. Left tackle is not necessarily the problem of the Giants, but you don't want to flip him for a week. Like, he he needs to figure out how to get better at right tackle, like solving an issue for one week. And then, by the way, if he gets destroyed there, only further hurts his confidence. You start thinking about Eric Flowers when Will Beatty went down, and you yeah. don't want to do that. So, look, my leash is definitely getting shorter with Evan Neal, but I do wonder if a better right guard, a more, more cohesive right guard in that spot would help out. But either way, the Giants need to figure out something. They were able to function again and, and win games with this offensive line. It cannot look like that. And by the way, as bad as it was, they're not going to lose 40 nothing every week. Those mistakes were crazy. The right. blocked field goal, the Saquon goes up in the air. I, I know that's what we have to go on right now. they got to play more mistake-free fl- football. Clearly, I think they will find ways to do that. As yeah. far as this game, Andrew Thomas, Arizona goes. If you are downloading and subscribing and listening to One Giant Step, free on the Odyssey app, everywhere podcasts are available. We, of course, thank you. But we are taping this, Pat and I, uh, Thursday morning around 10.30 in the morning. We have not yet gotten the updated Thursday report on Andrew Thomas. He obviously didn't practice on Wednesday. You said something, Pat, about, you know, it's about pain tolerance and, you know, obviously the quick turnaround with Thursday night and having to worry about San Francisco. Uh, I had tweeted this on Wednesday night, and I, I just wish teams would take this more into consideration with Thursday night football more prevalent every single year. Mm. When you have injuries to guys, Every single year now we hear about maybe hold them out Sunday because you need to, you know, make sure they're okay for Thursday because then I got to play back-to-back weeks. I know you don't like conceding losses. I don't, I know that people's jobs are on the line. It's not that kind of league. The truth is the giants need to come out of these first three games, one and two, if they're going to have a season, they cannot lose to the Arizona Cardinals. If they lose to the San Francisco 49ers and they beat the Cardinals, the season isn't over. You figured they would lose to the 49ers either way. You regroup, you play the Seahawks who don't look unbeatable either. This team can have a season if they're one and two. They cannot have a season if they're 0-3, in my opinion, tough hill to climb. I just wish that a team would have an honest assessment and not be egotistical and look at this and say, Andrew Thomas has to play versus the Arizona Cardinals because this is a bad team we cannot lose to. And if that means we sit him out for the extended period of time until that Monday night game versus Seattle and he misses San Francisco, so be it. If you lose to San Francisco 35-3 to or if you lose to him 27-16, who cares? You're right. losing the game. You need Andrew Thomas versus the Arizona Cardinals because you can't lose that one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For sure. No, I hear you. And I think it, you wish the games were flipped. It Andrew, the one positive is Andrew essentially said it's on him. Like the doctor said to him, like, we're going to watch you and see how you move. And you got to tell us what you're feeling, how it feels when you do certain things. Because the doctors and trainers did say to him, listen, you shouldn't be opening up sprinting downfield to try to catch a guy in a block field goal every yeah. play. You should just be playing and setting and left tackle. So it should be more manageable, but you have to tell us. Now, obviously, you, you want the trainers and the doctors usually to just call the shots because players normally are just going to say, I'm going to play. And then sometimes right. things can get worse. But I'm with you on the sense of, and I think Andrew is thinking this way too from talking to him in the locker room. Like, I think Andrew knows how important it is that he plays in Arizona. And also, he's gutted through a lot before you remember, like his ankle was a problem the yeah. first couple of years. So there's no question to me that he's going to try. It's just a matter of whether like he, he really said it was adrenaline that got him through the rest of the Cowboys game after he got hurt. And then right. once he came out the next couple of days, there's a little more pain and even his simple sets, he feels it. So I think he's going to try. And I agree with your idea that, listen, you just got to win this game. You got to win the next game or else the season's over. And I right. think Brian Dable knows that too. Yeah, I, and then I hope that's the case. I hope that they're forward-thinking enough. And look, no matter what, we know how this week feels. We will have to go through such a – especially because on a short week, all the moaning and groaning when they lose to San Francisco. But I'd rather go through that moaning and groaning uh, knowing they have a win under their belt and you can kind of reset and look at the rest of the season. Yeah. So with that, look, they added speed in the offseason. Darren Waller, big part of that speed in the offseason – um, was it you that reported yesterday about the nerve? Well, he had mentioned the, the nerve issue on Sunday. He's going to have a vet day every week, by the way, just reeks of Plaxico Burris in 07. Not that this team's a Super Bowl team, but the idea of missing practice throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, I'm torn on this. On one hand, this is alarm bells to me because this is the big fear with Darren Waller was injury. On the other hand, well, if this is what keeps Darren Waller healthy, then I don't give a crap that he's not practicing on a Wednesday every week or something like that. Because look, we didn't get to see a lot because the, the game spiraled out of control. But when Darren Waller got cooking, at least for that one series, he looked like Darren Waller. So mm -hmm. if that was the nerve issue he was playing from, and that's the Darren Waller we get in a game that hopefully is a lot calmer and we can see him open up, I'm fine with it. But how should we feel with Darren Waller right now? Alarm bells or calmer? I think alarm bells, and I would actually dispute, you and I may disagree here, but so I think the plan to not play him a lot and give him rest days ends up having him injured coming into the season. So now listen, I'm not a doctor, but the point is they were unable with their plan to get him to the week one game fully healthy. So to me, just trying to be objective, just look at it from outside and say, okay, wait a second. He took days off. He got a vet day every week. Uh, you managed his body, you watched his rep count, and he's got a hamstring injury going into the first game. Yeah. So something was not done properly there. Also, True. it just, it reeks of having maybe too high expectations for a player who just frankly has that kind of history as well. You right. take on that risk when you make that trade. 
it's alarm bells to me, Sean, just because hamstring, first of all, they've had a lot of them now. Andrew Thomas, we have Aziz Ojolari has one, Waller has one, but also when he tells us after the game that it's a nerve issue behind it and it's not just, it's not the muscles, that tells you it's something that is chronic, that he has to manage consistently. And so when I use the word chronic, Pat, I'm having Carlos Rodon flashbacks. (laughs) So when I characterized it as lingering, the point, first of all, hamstrings are lingering by nature. Second of all, lingering in the sense that he is telling us directly. It's not like someone went and found some anonymous source. He's saying, I have a team of people working with me to manage this thing that is bothering me. And even Waller said it, Sean, he actually said, if you, if you heard his full interview, he was talking about how he played through it in week one. And he said, I was able to do what they asked me to do. And he actually said that when he was trying to open up running downfield, like when he was warming up practicing that he felt it nip a little bit. That's the word he used. I don't like hearing that because that's how I feel when I play pickup basketball sometimes. Right. Right. And I know what that means. It means I got to take a month off. That's what it means. You know, now I'm not Darren Waller. He's a physical freak and a specimen, but this is something that I don't like. I I don't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's inevitable. He's going to end up missing a game or two. I will say this, and this goes back to Andrew Thomas goes to Waller. We probably looked when the schedule came out, first of all, hated the two West coast games, but then said, geez, we're gonna have to wait all the way till Monday after that. Ironically, in many ways, the Thursday 49er game to Monday Seattle game is like an early buy already for some of these guys, which I do think is going to help the team. I agree. Also, I was thinking about this today. The fact that they get to go on the road here, two, two games in a row, like if they played at home this week and they fumbled the opening kickoff. It would just be negativity. And here we pressure. go again, right? right? The pressure would be sky high. I think the schedule also affords them an opportunity to loosen up a little bit, right? Get out get away the desert. from home. Yeah. Yep. Like I think both of those things, what you mentioned about the time off to get healthy and being on the road, I think right. can help them. Cause even if they're one and two, that Monday night game versus Seattle is almost going to feel like a brand new opener for the team. You know, they will, yeah. fans will not seen them for a month. They will, first of all, they wouldn't have seen them on TV for basically two weeks. I, I do think that that is absolutely in play, but now let's look ahead to this Arizona game. Uh, I went back last night because nothing's on TV and I'm tired of watching Yankee games and watch the full <laughs> Cardinal commander game again. Obviously like I watch TV with like a million TVs, but you know what I mean? When you're focused on the game that has sound or whatever, I had nothing betting on the game. I had nothing on Washington, Arizona. So I wanted to go back and watch. Arizona's a really bad football team. By the way, I also walked away from that thinking the Giants better beat the Commanders twice as well because I don't think Sam Howell is very good at all. Um, I think a lot of people were stunned that they led it points in that game or had led it that game and, you know, how the heck was Washington trailing? I think you're going to find out pretty soon Washington's not that good. The Giants do have a talent, I believe, more talent than Washington, but that's for another day. Arizona, their sacks were more Sam Howell didn't know what the heck he was doing more so than their pass rush getting after it. Um, This is a defense other than Buda Baker that seems to be lacking. This is not the kind of defensive front that Dallas prevented where they should be totally screwing up the Giants offensive line. Um, I don't care about Daniel Jones's passing stats right now. I don't care that he only threw 15 touchdowns last year. I care that the Giants don't lose this game. And if to save face with the offensive line problems right now, it means they run the ball 50 times in this game between Jones and Barkley, and they don't score a single touchdown, and it's a field goal fest, and they walk out of the win, that is fine. 
the Giants need to accept in this game with the injuries potentially with Thomas, if you have to muck this game up, Pat, muck it up, just win it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, remember that game last season against the Jaguars where they ran power eight straight times? Yeah. And it was just behind Azudu, the guards pull or Azudu pulling from the left to the right. And it was like, wait a second, we're not doing a lot well, but we're doing this and they can't stop it. And I think that's what this game should be. I totally agree with you. I think uh, the way the Dallas defense and special teams kind of overwhelmed the Giants offense in week one, I think Dexter Lawrence, Wink Martindale and the defense, I think Brian Dable should let them go win this game for them in Arizona. The offense's job should be to not screw it up. No turnovers, run the ball, protect your quarterback, protect your offensive line from itself and manage the game. Unfortunately, Sean, you don't, you don't want that to again be the way they have to win every week like last year because yeah. you want to see progress. But for this week, for this game, you're absolutely right. It's not about Daniel Jones earning the $40 million contract this week, right? It's about right. winning the damn game. And no doubt. Because the season, like you said earlier, the season's over if they start 0 and 3. Right. Worry and about opening up the offense the more the season goes on. Yes. And by the way, I might have a different opinion on this if Andrew Thomas was 100% healthy. Like, this really keeps going back to him. I know he's been a big talking point. Yeah. But if Andrew Thomas was full bore, not an injury at all, I'd still be worried about the right side of the line. But I'd trust that they figure out a way to scheme it and get Hyatt involved, get Waller involved. But, it, it, you know, if you just simply can't have the reliable Andrew Thomas at left tackle, you can't be dropping back 35 times in this game. And if, and if listening to this, like you said, we're recording on Thursday morning. So I would say Giants fans, if Andrew Thomas, he did not practice Wednesday. If he doesn't practice on Thursday as well, to me, that would say he's likely not playing because like I said, he plays through a lot. And my guess is that he'll try to test it on this Thursday as we talk, sit here and listening to him, it sounded like he's leaning towards possibly not playing. But uh, that, that's my just educated guess at the moment. Now, here's what's weird about that. I would think that Andrew Thomas is at a point in his career, and NFL players get to this point where if you're banged up during the week, you could miss practice all week and go out and play. And you don't think Thomas could be at that point where, it, hey, it's going to get better by Saturday, Sunday, and go out and play? I would think at this point he's already now gotten the loaded contract I, I don't know. Knowing the team needs him, I, why why abort ship because you didn't practice Thursday? Well, just because it would be, this is something, talking to him, it's something he needs to feel okay about. So he needs to do what he would do in a game enough to say, okay, I mm. can do it. So that could be limited in practice on Friday, play Sunday. Right. I just don't, because of the nature of the injury, yeah. I would not expect it to be, don't practice, don't practice, don't practice, play. Okay. So he, in, in other words, you, I mean, they're so thin anyway. You don't even think there's a scenario where if he didn't practice all week, he goes out and warm up some Sunday, they make him active. He tries to get through as much as he can. And if then, if he has to bail, he bails, you don't think they'd go that route. Oh, that, that That's, I mean, that's, that's possible, but even that I would think he would have to actually go against. So for example, when we were leaving practice on Wednesday, mm -hmm. they actually were doing one-on-ones like they do in training camp. You know, they were putting the right. defensive line against the O lineman one on one in training camp. Um, and that was interesting because it was like, we're getting back to basis because we can't block anybody. Those are the kind of things Andrew, I think, would need to do compared to just gotcha. setting a couple times on the field with nobody pushing them. 
Right. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't think it would be like just a warm up Sunday and play. I do think Sean, that Andrew's the kind of guy who could try to give it a go, be in uniform. Right. And then let's see how far he can push it. But yeah. again, again, like you said earlier too, you got that break between weeks three and four and he's so important because your depth at that position is horrendous. So you can't risk a long-term thing here either. It's, it's really a tough decision. It honestly. is. Be- with him more than any other player on the team, and this includes Daniel Jones because whatever, you still have Tyrod Taylor, not that he's great, and I wouldn't want to lose Daniel Jones or anything like that. Uh, even Saquon Barkley, like, all right, let's see what Gray and Breida has for a game. Andrew Thomas is the one unlosable player on this team where I mean, it's the Arizona stinking Cardinals. And, Pat, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. Should they, in theory, beat the Cardinals without Andrew Thomas? Yeah, but, like, I don't know how you feel confident about that at all. At I, all. I'm with you. Well, I, I, I talked to some people in Washington. You're right. There were a couple of those sacks. Sam Howe was like, what are you doing? Right. But the Washington did um, come out of that game saying, even though Arizona's D-line and pass rush is not, like you said, it's not the Cowboys. And really, it's probably one of the worst in the league. Right. But it was better than they expected. They were more right. difficult to handle than they expected. So is this a much worse team than the Giants just faced? Yes. Are they uh, total trash and their Giants O-line is going to push them around? No. Right. And especially, listen, I really like John Michael Schmitz, but he's still a rookie learning. And His snaps so, were horrendous the other night. Yeah. And so, you, you know, like you said, even though you think it's going to go maybe one way and you're encouraged by what you think the Cardinals are going to be, can you sit here and say definitively John Michael Schmitz is going to dominate their nose tackle? No, right. I mean, no, you can't. You got to see him do it. And Sean, honestly, I think that's the best thing Dable's team can do is go into this game recognizing you're not better than the Cardinals yet. Right. And that that's probably difficult for them to stomach. And I would guarantee you most of them will refuse to even think that way, right? Yeah. But that's where they're at right now. They haven't scored a point. The Cardinals scored 16 against Washington. And obviously, the, we've talked a lot about offense, but I do want to spin this into the defense in this game. Yeah. I know that everybody was open for fire from Giant fans and, and media alike after you lose 40 nothing. I kind of wiped the slate clean on the defense and gave them a borderline pass for the game because, frankly, I, I mean, by the time the defense felt like they were playing a meaningful snap, the game was over. Now they did hold the Cowboys to those two field goals that kept it within 19. You know, they were playing that bend, but don't break. And then they came out and they got punched in the mouth to start the second half. But I don't know if guys quit. I don't want to say it like that, but bottom line is this. I walked away from Sunday going, I don't know about the defense. I'm really angry about the offense and special teams. This game in this spot, I don't think that the offense is going to put the you know, the, the game and the special teams, the game down 14, nothing before you can blink. The defense has to rise to the occasion. That yeah. means Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence, and Leonard Williams absolutely eating up front. Make Josh Dobbs have to panic. Um, this should not be a game that you're worried that you have two rookie corners out there. By the way, Deontay Banks, let's see him off the cramps. It's out in Arizona. Can you play a full game here? Uh, yeah. Trey Hawkins can't be grabbing, ripping people down. I didn't think it was terrible by him the whole game, but pass interference as rookies are going to happen. Uh, McKinney played well. Okereke had a play. Even Jordan Riley had a play. The defense here, Pat, you can't be giving up more than 14 points to the Arizona Cardinals Sunday. You just cannot do that. Right. And you, I think you're right that, like, I thought Dexter, I know no Giants fans want to hear somebody played well in the Dallas game because really it was a team wide letdown. Right. But 
I thought Dexter Lawrence was ready to play in that game, Sean. I mean, I, I saw him pushing the pocket several times. I saw Leonard Williams pushing the pocket yeah. several times. The guy that I need to see more from immediately is Kayvon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, I know on. that was a talking point. No doubt about it. Tyron Smith shut him down. No doubt. Yeah, like he's got to, you know, he's got to be. And, and listen, it doesn't have to be sacks. It could be like at times last year, just he was their stoutest run defender. He yeah. even did it in the preseason at times. You can't disappear. Uh, Bobby Okereke, you know, forces that fumble on the, the, I think it was their drive at the beginning of the second half. It was like the last gasp of the entire Giants team, you know, like, but he also, that worried me. He like overran one uh, one of Pollard's touchdowns really badly. I think, I think you're right though. I think first of all, the defense has to win this game. Yeah. And I think the other thing is they are proud, um, as players and as a unit. And they're not going to say it or throw the offense under the bus, but I do think there has to be an element. Like if I were Dexter Lawrence right now, I'd be saying, I'm not going to judge myself off that Dallas game at all. Yeah. And I'm going to show everybody in Arizona that we are a team that can win because of us. And I, you know, I think the giants best chance to win this game is by riding them there. I am concerned that Aziz Ojolari has a hamstring now Poor guy told me at the beginning of the year that the magic number for him was 17. Like his goal was to play 17 right. games, got a hamstring injury going into week two. Um, they're also listing Deontay Banks with a calf. Now it doesn't say cramps. It says calf, which Great. I do not like. Great. Okay. And you hit it on, on it with the offensive line and Thomas, but we could say it about the defense too, Sean, is that yes, their team looks more talented on paper. Like you said, you think they're more talented than Washington, but they still don't have depth at a lot of key spots. Even yeah. if the, you know, they don't have, top end talent at some key spots, but they don't have depth. And so if you, let's say Aziz has to come out of that game, let's say banks can't play half the game. Like these are not small losses. Um, And I will say you just, sorry, go ahead. No. And I was going to say when you're, when you're saying if Aziz has to come out of the game, I was just going to bring up too Isaiah Simmons versus the team that basically ditched him. Can he wreak a little havoc in the backfield this game? Yeah. uh, I was disappointed in my man, Isaiah. He did not go for the jugular when I went to his locker uh, <laughs> on Wednesday, I know he has a chip on his shoulder with the Cardinals, but he clearly did his media training this week and was smiling and saying, it's just another game and all that stuff. Um, that, you know, I think, um, I think that's an exciting element of this game is how badly he's going to want to stick it to them. Like he told us right when he got to New York, like, we'll see if I was worth more than a seventh. Right. Um, right. so we know, we know what he's thinking. Um, and you know, yes, I think he could create some havoc, but I do think he's a rotational player still like Micah McFadden. I actually liked how he played in the first game. I kind of um, did too. No, he's I know it, yeah. it's funny, right? Like, you know, yeah, 10 there tackles. were a couple of plays where it's just, he's making clean tackles. Like that's what yep. you're looking for out of that second inside linebacker, 10 right. tackles, clean tackles. He's a little faster the ball. He had a nice right. tackle on a, uh, I think it was a punt return Yep, um, where he just like buried the guy. Um, you know, so there are things to be encouraged about, but Sean, I will say this, and you alluded to this very quickly, but now, like you said, you don't want to use the word quit, but there is no doubt that team 
took its foot off the gas for Brian Dable in that game against the Cowboys, really from the late second quarter on. And there was one play that bothered me the most. It was Kevonte Turpin's seven-yard, I think, touchdown run in the fourth quarter. There were about three defenders who looked to me like they did not seek yeah. contact with the ball. Dory was one of them, by the way. I saw Simmons pass the ball. I saw um, McKinney, I think, did one of those flybys where he's like he's in the play but not at the right. ball. And um, I heard Carl Banks say this on his podcast that Aziz got blocked by a wide receiver on that play. Oh. And so these are the things, Sean, where it's like I can sit here and say Dexter and Micah McFadden impress me or, you know, we can agree on that. But if you're Wink Martindale, you're standing in that room going, screw this, right? Right. This is not good enough. Right. Well, a lot of pressure. There'll be no, look, you give him a pass for one week. You don't give him a pass versus uh, maybe the worst team in football this week. So with that, Pat, at the end of every show, uh, heading into a game week, we like to give a game pick. And I do a little thing called fantasy versus reality, which is I give a fantasy play for the day. Nothing was getting hit last week when they had zero points. <laughs> uh, and then the reality of what we think the game comes down to. So follow my lead and then, uh, you know, we'll go with that. Cool. My fantasy play for this game has to be Saquon Barkley because I think the Giants are going to have no choice but to let this feel a lot like the Chicago game a year ago where it's Saquon, 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 Saquon. Get out of there. Um Look, did the Giants score a touchdown this guy? I can't believe that's the bar we're setting because I'm fine <laughs> with like a few field goals, but like I hope. And if they do, the chances are it's because they've run the ball down the throat and given it to Saquon Barkley. And the reality of the game is win it ugly. I don't care. It doesn't have to be 38-7. You don't have to get it all back because you lost 40 nothing. Just win the game. Calm everything down and get to the Seattle game at one and two. It's a long season, but you cannot let the winlesses, you know, linger on and afford to lose a game like this to Arizona. So with that, my game pick, it's ugly. It's mucky. I think the Giants win this game 19 to six. There we go, Pat. Beautiful. Love that score. <laughs> I love that score. Yep. Um, I will take, okay, my fantasy pick. I agree, 25-plus carries for Saquon is on the table. I'll take the Giants' defense as the play. And then if you Ooh. want a position player, like a sleeper position player, Paris Campbell, I think when Mike Kafka and Brian Dable sit back and look at week one, you remember late in the second quarter, like you said, it was like all of a sudden they started giving Waller the ball and he yep. started looking kind of good. Uh, they started giving Campbell a target or two. I think they're going to come back and say, wait a second, we use this guy as a decoy. He looked like he was going to be a huge part of our offense in camp, and then we barely gave him the ball at all. I like Paris Campbell number zero to maybe pop a little bit for the Giants on offense. Okay. I, um, I'm i going to go ugly as well. I'm going to go Giants 17, Cardinals 16. Giants Ooh. barely escape by the skin of their teeth with a much-needed victory. Hey, look, and people will sound alarm bells. I don't care. That's where I have four scoops of ice cream that night and just go, thank God we won. <laughs> that That's a that's a, that's a an ice cream night. That's a Carvel night for me, Pat. <laughs> uh, all right. Pat, why don't you tell the audience where we can find your work every week? Yeah, the New York Daily News website, also the Talking Ball with Pat Leonard podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, you can find me on the YouTube channel, at PL on NFL, and wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, and on Instagram. And Twitter as well. Uh, we'll have live updates on Andrew Thomas, the Giants, and we'll get to talk to the coordinators this week. Ask Thomas McGahee uh, what the heck happened on that block field goal. 
Yeah, send them to the wolves. Send them to the wolves. Uh, you can follow me at Sean Morash on Twitter, at Morash Radio on Instagram. Remember to download, subscribe to One Giant Step. Everywhere podcasts are available free on the Odyssey app and, of course, on WFAN's YouTube page as well. Thanks to our producer, James. Pat, thank you so much, man. Next week, Giants, short week, San Francisco. I, I'll worry about that. we got to worry about it. Let's go win this game, Big Blue. And thank you to everybody for taking One Giant Step with us.